now proud partner of the Clydesdale Media. This is the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. Hey guys, before we start this episode, I wanted to talk to you about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing line that proceeds of the shirts and tanks and everything else goes to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. So um, this all came about with me and seeing a five-year-old girl in the emergency department uh, that had new onset of diabetes. So uh, just take a look at the website. It's www.type1lifting.com. So just check it out. If you don't buy anything, that's perfectly fine. Uh, I would just like for you just to take a look and just see what we have. So like I said before, www.type1lifting.com. And guys, I hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor for the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. The company's called Liberté Lifestyle. So Liberté is a French word meaning freedom, and the company was founded on the desire to have freedom to choose what we want to do with our lives. I actually had the owner, um, Nicole, on my podcast on episode 28, so if you want to go back and listen to her, um, she talks about how she started the company and what she wants to do in the future with the company, which is pretty cool. So uh, they actually have knee sleeves, wrist wraps, shirts, shorts. Uh, love the knee sleeves. I have the ice cream knee sleeves, and I love them so much. They haven't the neoprene's still good. Uh, the seams haven't split compared to other uh, knee sleeves that I have had in the past, uh, and I'm planning to keep these for a very, very long time. So uh, Nicole actually gave me a promo code for you guys too. So it's all capital letters T Y P E and the number one. So it's Type One. So go to LibertéLifestyle.com, uh, check out what they have in the store, use the promo code Type One, and save some coin. Now let's go to the episode. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. I have a very interesting guest. I actually want to learn um, about Grid Kids, and she's the creator of Grid Kids, and she's a nutritionist and CrossFit athlete, grid athlete, captain, owner, all all, all the above. So, And her name's Jess Kreisman, and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much. So this is exciting. I, I love doing this kind of stuff, so I'm excited to talk about all this stuff. Yeah, so Hannah Hardy actually introduced me to you so about the great kids because I wanted to little, learn a little bit more about it. But I was doing some research, and you were on a podcast. Um, I think it's like the Functional Fitness Podcast or something like that yeah. yep. from like two years time. ago. Yeah, yep. Functional Times. That's right. Oh, wow. And so, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I go deep into research. So, um, so I know you were a teacher before you started any of this. So what, what made you become a teacher? So, you know, it's kind of funny because like my mom was a teacher. So that was kind of always implanted in my brain. Like, oh, that's something I really wanted to do. And I've just always really loved working with kids and like fitness and health and teaching them how their body works, how their, you know, mind, body connection, muscles, actually like learning or teaching them all that kind of stuff, especially with nutrition. And there was just a big void in the type of teaching that I was doing with actually with phys ed, you know, people just roll out the ball, but I like made them work and it was really enjoyable. Um, so I just, I genuinely love working with kids and just relating with them and, and teaching all that stuff to them. So it was, it was pretty, it was a no brainer to get into that. Kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And you must have some experience with diabetes too. So how did you handle the kids that were diabetics in, in school? So luckily there's always, I mean, with any school, there's always gonna be plans with that kind of stuff. You always get like your, they call them IEPs or um, uh, different plans that this stu uh, certain students have. Like, okay, this kid has these allergies, this 
type one diabetes, whatever. Um, so, you know, that stuff ahead of time. So I kind of would always keep that in the back of my mind, you know, make sure we have the plan in place. Um, just watching the kid extra, you know, a little bit extra just to see if they're acting weird or anything like that. Uh, but they were always pretty vocal, like, hey, I'm feeling good today. And that was one of the things I really enjoyed was like actually getting to know the kids very well. Like sometimes they would tell me things that I didn't want to know. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I appreciate the fact that they felt close enough with me to tell me all the things. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very cool. That's awesome. And uh, in your in your right now, and when did you actually like stop to being a teacher? And what was like kind of like the catalyst of because I know you went to like another side job. So um, yeah, so, so what, I I moved from, I'm from New York. I moved up, go Bills. Uh, I moved from New York to Florida in 2012 because I got the job and um, I did it for about six years. So I left in 2018. Um, if you've talked to teachers, you've probably heard all the stories, but I mean, I, I genuinely loved working with kids and, and that aspect of it, but there was just too many other things that got in the way of what I was hoping it could be. Um, and I just, I wanted my experience and my knowledge and just my passion for everything to be better utilized and better appreciated. Um, so, I mean, I, I stayed there probably a few years longer than I should have for the kids. Um, but it just, it takes a toll on you. And it got to a point where it's like, I wasn't as happy as I could be because I still was able to coach kids CrossFit and, and, and now grid kids. Um, so I still had that avenue, which if I didn't, I think I'd be even more bummed out about leaving, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, it's, it just, for my mental stability, I needed to, I needed to find another avenue to do it. Yeah. So you, you said the bills earlier, so I just want to let you know, I'm from Massachusetts, so you can kind of figure out what kind of fan I am. So don't, don't, don't hate me for that. I don't know if we can be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can be friends anymore. Oh no. <laughs> That's right. Everybody, you can, you can join the bills bandwagon. Every, there's room. Listen, Everybody, I, can join every year. I have to admit when, when, when Jim Kelly was in the Super Bowl like four times, like I was always rooting for them to, to admit, to win. So, cause I, yeah. I'm, I, I never liked Dallas. I never liked the giants. So I was like, yeah. at least just root for somebody. So and it was the bills. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you said you, you just stopped coaching, you stopped teaching and then, so you, you just went straight into coaching or because I know you have a little side, um, like you, you're a, not a nutritionist, but you do nutri you're a nutrition mm -hmm. coach. So did you start doing that right after school, like right after you teaching or what, how did that yeah. work? So I, I always did it as kind of a, a part-time thing since about 2012. Um, Cause I always had it in my head, like, you know, you got to get a big girl nine to five job. You have to do, you have to go, you know, do the path, the school job, you know? And um, so I was always just afraid to go out on my own and do it. Um, but I, I, I saw that as an opportunity of like, all right, this is what I truly love doing. I, this is another way for me to help people individually. So I jumped ship and I went full time. Um, and I think luckily I had enough of a following of people who knew me from either CrossFit or whatever um, to get my name out there. Because a lot of my business is word of mouth. Um, mm -hmm. I am terrible at advertising. I don't really do it. I use Instagram and that's about it. So <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm a nutrition coach full time now. And um, I, I still coach CrossFit classes, of, you know, an hour or so a day. Um, mm -hmm. And the kids good thing. But my my, my full time job is nutrition coach now. Yeah. So how, how many clients do you typically train, like coach like in a week or like per cycle or whatnot? So I, I, it's, I feel like I do things a little differently. Like I will cap it. I don't like to have more than 50 at a time. Cause at that point it, it's very hard to give one-on-one -on -one attention. And that is one of the, the three pillars that I, I kind of created my whole business on. So nutrition, education, accountability, and, and um, sustainability. So it, it is one of my pet peeves when you hear all these coaches like, Oh, I have 10,000 people that signed up for my challenge. And I'm like, you're not doing it. You're either lying about the number of people you're helping or you're lying about what kind of coach you are. Cause you're not mm -hmm. a one-on-one -on -one coach. 
because I know that because when I get upwards of 30 something people, it is difficult. Um, so yeah, I, I it, it does, it changes every month or so because I have some people who will stick with me for like my 12 week course. Some people will do the macros program that's monthly. So it does kind of shift um, every month or so, but I don't like to get over that 45, 50 range. Cause it just gets to be, it's just me. So it gets to be too much. So yeah. I, I find every day. So mm -hmm. I'm literally on my phone all the time and it just, it's, yeah, it's a lot, but I, I would rather them be able to feel comfortable talking to me anytime they need, maybe not 3am, but verse like, I can't, I'm not allowed to talk to my coach until next month. Now I'm screwed and I'm, you know, at the grocery store and I'm confused. So it's, I'd rather be overly available than have them feel, you know, like we're not connected. Yeah. And I, and I like that, like, cause obviously you more than, more than 50 for like, I, I can't imagine having 50, but like always calling, constantly calling mm -hmm. them and stuff like that. That's definitely tough. And you can only do so much. And like you said, like with one person, they have like 10,000 clients. There's like no way they're 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 yeah. even having to talk. They need to have like other people that are like in that group that are running it to like even talk to them. And it's mostly like bot, bot emails, like, Oh, this is what you need. Yeah. You know, go, go back to my, directory and then kind of take a look so yeah or my favorite oh just keep trying like it's it is such a giant like i started this whole like fighting food crime do you know andrew hiller yes okay so that, that got me on dude like because i always I, I mainly started this company as a way to fight back against like all the bullshit the fads the insta coaches the herbal life crap all that stuff um so it it, it got that's kind of where um kind of a lot of where this stemmed as well just trying to help people understand how to spot the bullshit. Like if somebody is saying like, oh yeah, I'm going to help you. I'm going to do this. And you don't hear that they ghost you. Like so many of my clients come to me because they're like, this person said they were going to help me and they have so many clients and they're a big company. And I'm like, good luck getting a response if you ever do. Like it's, it's sucks, but they, it, they usually have to go through a lot of bullshit before they find me. And they're like, oh, well, I wish I would have done this from the start, you know? And it's like, it's yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, it, it's word of mouth is definitely that, you know, would help people out and stuff. And obviously, you know, I can imagine like other horror stories you have, you know, heard from other people. Like, I like, I, I can't imagine it must be awful. And it's like just people spending like thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars and just like getting absolutely nothing out of the deal. No. And it's funny because like people will send going back to the Andrew Hill thing, people will send me videos of like bullshit that they see online. So I do a reaction video, but I get so angry about it that I like, I can't do it because I'm <laughs> so frustrated. And I've like, I've even got booted off of these Facebook, um, this one company that sells this thing, you stick in your belly button, you put a piece of tape on it. It's supposed to help you lose fat. What? Yeah. Dude, I'm telling, I did a reaction video to that one. I can't, but I got that sent to me so many times because people are like, you have to call them out. You have to call them out. So I did and they like, with after a couple of comments, they blocked me and I wasn't allowed to comment on their stuff anymore. <laughs> but it's just like that kind of stuff. Like it drives me nuts. These people will just make something up, probably make a crap ton of money and then shut it down. So they people can't contact them and get their money back. And then they're on to the next thing. Yeah. And I'm just not doing it the right way, you know, but oh well. yeah. so um, what, what certifications do you have for this? I went to school, so my undergrad, um, I, they didn't have an extra, this is actually kind of a funny story. They didn't have an exercise science major when I went to undergrad. So I did it as my minor. And I also took um, sports management and, and that kind of stuff. There was some nutrition classes that I got to kind of pull along with that because I guilted mm. them into letting me use it for credits since they didn't have what I wanted. Um, and then I went back to school for phys ed and health. 
So I got to have my concentration for nutrition because they saw my undergrad and they had a couple classes there as well. So I got to put that all in there. Um, and then I also have my ISS certification and then another certification in low glycemic and um, hormonal treatments. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. It, 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 I, I think like the whole nutrition aspect is like always learning. You're always constantly like seeing new things, like yeah. new fad diets you can make fun of, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And, and so oh, like, yeah, it's constantly changing. And it's funny because there's, you know, there's always a new thing, right? Yeah. But it's like, my, I always go back to like nutrition was never broken, like greedy people broke it. So it's like, they're always coming up with these new crazy things. And I'm just like, Ugh. so it's like, a lot of what I do is going back to the basics of like science and like what has been proven throughout time and everybody puts their own little spin on it. But if you go back to the basics, like, especially with anything you see, like all these Netflix documentaries, um, which a lot of them, are, I mean, they're, they're interesting, but you have to watch them knowing who's funding them and whether it's exactly. like plant-based or keto and there's nothing wrong, but like plant-based or keto-based or paleo or people that are anti-dairy or people that are for dairy, whatever they always have some sort of hook to it. But if you pull back that veil, the common thread through every single one of them is eat more whole foods and less sugar. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, and that's the basis of, you know what I mean? And I actually do um, have a lot of um, type one diabetes clients or type two diabetes clients that I've actually helped with um, getting that under control. One of them actually was my husband's aunt and she was type two diabetic and we worked with her and after was in the first 12 weeks, her doctor told her that as long as she keeps eating the way she's eating, she would be food control diabetic. So she wouldn't eat, you know, all the meds anymore and everything. And it was just such a weight lifted off her shoulders. And she's like, I can do this with food. And it's like, yeah, they don't want you to know that because it doesn't make them any money. Like that doctor's going to, you know, here's some pills and stuff. Don't get me started on that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. but there's like so many cool things that I just get to experience with what I do. And it's like, it's just so many cool moments and stories that, you know, for all the crazy ones, I get, I get some good ones too. So. Yeah. Yeah. And do, have you ever tell you've worked with type one diabetics too? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a lot. And those, I, I really do. I mean, I always enjoy when people have kind of like a unique thing because I get to learn a lot from them as well. Um, and I get to kind of restore their faith, if you will, with nutrition coaches or just the, the programs in, in general, because they're not, they don't have to feel like they're just a number with among you know thousands of people and they're just given a, a a bunch of numbers to hit and like see a good luck you know what i mean or like the basic thing that everybody gets um so i do as as hectic as it is sometimes i just i really enjoy the one-on-one -on -one aspect of it yeah i mean that that's kind of like me too so um i'm a i'm a medical recruiter so and i and i used to coach like personal trainer and all that stuff and i i like helping people out especially like people haven't had a job in a while because of like COVID, they had to like, you know, homeschool their kids the whole time. And, you know, now they want to get back out and work and they get, get some money. And then like, like, just like, Hey, I got a job for you. Here you go. And like, they get hired, they get so grateful. It's just like, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's like nice to help people out to a point, but sometimes like you can't have, help people out these two. So, and you've probably had those stories before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's, I mean, there's, I am, I'm pretty grateful that I've only had a few out uh, the past however many years, I've only had a few people that um, either like turned out to not be like what they said they were as far as like on their end and what they were looking for or someone, I had one person who like was all in and he's like, just kidding, I'm going to go do keto. And I was like, okay, and I, I, <laughs> let me beat the round. But I mean, he was not a happy person when I told him he was allowed to eat carbs and fruit and stuff. He's like, well, I don't like this. And I was like, okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody ever tells you not to eat a banana or fruit, you need to run the other direction. Just mm -hmm. my opinion, but I mean, it's fruit and vegetables. It's yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
So how, how do you become a nutrition boss? Like in general? Yeah, because I saw your bio. It says nutrition boss and you're on, on your Instagram oh, like account. So, yeah. So, yeah. Well, Instagram only gives you so many characters uh, per line, so I had to be uh, I had to be creative with what I said. So yeah, boss of my company. That's that is my label. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, very cool. So, um, and now I kind of want to get into the CrossFit thing. So, um, it's it's kind of funny because you have like a interesting story about how you got into CrossFit. So, can you yeah. can you talk about it a little bit? Yeah, it was kind of an accident. So, um, I was I I mean I've I've worked out. I've played soccer and sports since I was like five years old, and in high school, I, even in school, I always thought it was cool to be like the only girl that would like lift weights and go to the gym. Um, so all throughout college and stuff, I was like a typical bro. Like I did the back bicep chest, try, you know, and I was always like, I know what I'm doing. I wouldn't pay to have, you know, just go to a CrossFit gym to have somebody tell me what to do, whatever. And, um, one day, I don't know why, but like I stumbled upon a group on and my husband and I were like, all right, let's go do it. And I went and the guy told me I could do the guy weights. And I was like, I'm in. And I, I still remember the workout that I did. Um, I just thought it was the coolest thing that it was a, like a seven minute workout and I was dead. And I was yep. like, okay, I'm in, I'm just gonna, sold. Sign me up. Kool-Aid drank. I'm done. So mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That, and do it ever since. So yeah, that's kind of like me. So I, um, I was in the air force for a little while and I was actually at like Amron leadership school to become a staff sergeant. And so I went to the gym and they had this like big open area. I'm like, Oh, they have a CrossFit gym. And I was like, Oh, I'll check it out. I like, I do the 300 workout. Like that was when the 300 movie came out and it was like pretty big. And this one girl's like, yeah, I'm doing CrossFit too. And uh, you know, I'm doing the on-ramp and stuff. And I'm like, you're, you're doing CrossFit. I'm like, oh, okay. I make, and then I'm like, I wa went into the gym and I'm like, Hey, can I just try, you know, can I, can I try? He's like, well, typically you need an on-ramp to do a two week on-ramp to do this, but yeah. I think you'd be fine. Never did the on-ramp, just kind of learned like right on the fly and everything. And so it was like, like, and that's how I learned it. So, so the girl was in my class and she's like, how are you doing CrossFit before me? Cause aren't you supposed to do an on-ramp? And I'm like, yeah, they told me I didn't have to. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, just, just don't say anything. Cause they're going to get pissed. So, but I pretty much like, it was like all, every day it was like a whole learning process to like okay this is how you move this this is how you move this and then like once i started hitting the technique and stuff like that the weight just started like going through the roof so um yeah. and that was pretty much like what you were like the whole time during crossfit too right oh yeah except for the snatch i almost quit crossfit because i couldn't understand how to get the bar in front of my face and over my head like i'm a fairly athletic person growing up but like for whatever reason when i was first trying to learn that movement it would like flabbergasted me and I was like this is stupid <laughs> but <laughs> I got over it I mean there's still things I I mean I still have to get better at stuff all the time like mm -hmm. there's always stuff to get better at which is like the beauty and the pain in the ass part of it but yeah it's definitely fun when you first start something and like things are like you're like PRing all the time and like oh my god everything's great now it takes me like a year to put five pounds on my back squat it's like okay great yeah yeah exactly so when did you realize you were starting like you're like when you were playing, doing CrossFit you're like hey this, this is I'm actually pretty good at this I think I started taking it actually kind of serious in 2015. Um, and I didn't, I, I still was really new to it. Like I, I found it in 2013 um, and I did like the beginner stuff for a, stuff for a few months, but then um, the, actually, ironically, a guy that pushed Herbalife was the one doing the on-ramp and like he got kicked out. And like, so I left, it was a really weird, I tried to go to UFIT and do CrossFit for a year. Didn't work. Anyway. So I really started CrossFit in 2015 and after a few months, I was like, okay, I like the competitiveness of this because I was missing college sports yeah. and I was like, I need something to, I got so bored at a bro gym, like staring at myself in the mirror, like 
doing a thousand curls. I'm like, I need something to work towards. Um, so I, I did my first competition. I want to say um, a year into it. Um, and I won it. I mean, I did like a scale competition and I yep. won it. I was like, I want to do this forever. Like I want to just keep winning stuff. Um, so I mean, <laughs> that first year, I mean, I, I knew how competitive I was, you know, you're always in class trying to like, all right, I want to, I want to beat everybody and do my best at this or whatever. Um, so I mean, it did take me a few years, obviously to catch on. I think the gymnastics was the hardest part for me. Um, playing like running track and soccer and rugby. I think I had a pretty good engine coming into it. Um, and I, I was decently strong, but like technique has always been my downfall. Like even I learned, I taught myself really bad habits and I'm still unlearning all of them. Yep. Um, but I want to say the gymnastics was probably the hardest thing for me to like break into and become really comfortable with and just like not have it destroy me in any, in like in a competition and stuff like that. Yeah. Same, same here. Like gymnastics stuff. Like, so I'm six, six. So oh, gym, yeah, yeah gy <laughs> gymnastics is like, is, is a crutch, but like handstand pushups I could do, but like just the muscle ups, the ring muscle ups, like anything no, like <laughs> yeah and it's it feels like it takes like a whole two minutes just for me to get from the bottom to the top and so i'm like trying to find ways to go quicker and it's just like you know what i can't i can't gain this like i have to do great technique and then kind of speed up on the other other you know other movements stuff, to kind of yeah. catch up so yeah yeah, awesome. yeah i used to make fun of kids i'm like why do you do gymnastics to swimming that's stupid little did i know those are the things that i suck at the most <laughs> i done it when i was a kid but yeah and you, you still, you still coach right now, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, um, what's your style of coaching technique that you like teach, you know, people that don't know how to do the right movement? Like, how do you, like, what's your way of teaching people? So, I mean, I'm very, I personally, I know like everybody's different, right? So there's some people who respond verbally, some people respond, mm -hmm. visually, some people respond tactically. So I, you know, and you're always supposed to have a couple of each in your pocket all the time. Right. So um, I'm a very like animated person, if you couldn't tell already. And I, I talk fast. So I like, I mean, I like demoing a lot. So I do a lot of demoing. Um, I like to bring in like little dorky sayings, like when the arm bends, the power ends and like, so just to get into people's heads, they'll make them stick, you know? Um, so I think I use a, just a lot of my energy to like get people to buy into it. So if they're not doing something right, I, I usually show them first. Um, and then I'll kind of like do the whole good sandwich thing, whatever you call it with like, you're doing this well let's try to focus on this. Um, yep. And I know for me personally, too many things at once, I will forget everything. Sometimes even when I snatch, I don't know how I just pull and pray. I don't know how it gets over my head. Um, <laughs> so I'll try to have someone focus on one, maybe two things that day. And it's like, okay, if you fix this, don't worry about the other stuff. We'll get to that next time. Um, mm. So just a lot of, a lot of visual stuff and then, um, you know, talking them through it, obviously. So I don't know if that's a style, but that's, that's normally how I, how I do stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and how and how many classes do you teach like a week? Um, so I teach, I um, coach the 1230 almost every single day. And then I go back on Monday nights to coach the 530. So not, not too many. And I do open gym at almost every single day too. So if anybody's there and they're like, Hey, can you help me with this? You know, that's usually when I work out. So, but it's kind of a cool, like one-on-one -on -one opportunity for people to kind of be more laid back, but I get to help them with stuff too. So. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. I, I, I like the, I mean, I know obviously you're like super busy with your like nutrition stuff, your, your job and then like coaching. So yeah, I, I don't know how you do it because I, I have a full-time job in podcasts and I barely have time with my kids and family. So it's tough, it's tough. But uh, you, um, so you went, when did you get into, so you're part of the grid league right now. So in Florida, I obviously like the first grid league, it was kind of, it was good for a little bit and then it kind of, you know, went to crap and then went, then everyone moved down to Florida pretty much. So when, <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I, I mean, it, it failed. So, but uh 
I was trying to, I'm trying to be nice. So, um, but like, um, you, when did grid, when did you realize that, like you find out about grid and like, how did you get involved with it? Um, I actually had no idea what it was. So I remember I was going somewhere or I, I was watching TV or something. And I saw this thing on ESPN of these people doing all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, this is really cool. So, and I, I didn't think anything else of it. And then a few years later, um, I was, this was total, totally by accident, but this was when I was still a teacher and I had, it was during the summer when I wanted to do two a day. So I went to my friend's gym, um, in the, whatever during the summer. So she could like kick my butt with stuff. And one of the times I went to this other gym, this guy named Chris was there and we were doing like random team stuff. He's like, you got to try out for grit. And I was like, what is that? He's like, oh yeah, you got to come, <laughs> come to the combine at the end of this month. Like you'll be great at it. Just, just come do it. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. And then like, I figured out what it was. And I'm like, this is that shit I saw on TV. Like, there's no way I can do this. Like, I ain't no way, no way. He's like, no, just go. You're fine. Just go. Uh, so again, I found out about it by accident. And um, I, I was so, I was so convinced I wasn't going. And I don't know what changed my mind, but I ended up going. Uh, and I obviously I'm so glad I did. Um, Cause I went to the combine and they had like all their little stations for everybody to, to try out and, and show their skills and stuff. So yeah, again, totally by accident that I found what I'm doing. <laughs> Now, now you, you're part of the Tampa Bay, uh, was it brigade? So have you been with that team the whole time or were you kind of like bouncing from here and there? No, I'm, I'm one of the, I, I could be wrong saying this, but I'm one of the only players that has been in the league since been in Florida grid league since the inception of 2017 on every single team or sorry, every single season on the same team. Okay. Okay. And, and you're also the captain and now the owner of the Tampa Bay Brigade. So, um, co -owner, co -owner. Oh, yeah. co I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't co-owner. So yeah. how do you recruit for your, your team? And like, how do you hype them up? Like how, what's the whole process of like getting the right team so you guys can win? Yeah. So it's actually been like a, a really cool evolution over the past, what is this, like six seasons now. Um, so we have what's called grid trials. So it's kind of like an online combine and it, it actually just ended about a month ago or so. And it's a couple months long and they put out a series of tests and anybody can sign up and do it. So if you're like, okay, I want to try out for grid. I want to get my name out there, have people see me. You can do any of the tests, any of them all to one of them, all of them, whatever. And you submit your video. Um, and that way all of the, the owners can see um, everyone who does them. So they can mm -hmm. see the fastest time, the slowest time, you know, somebody who lives in their area, whatever. Um, so this year uh, we, uh, we use that a lot. So that was kind of cool. Cause we picked up some key players from there. Um, and a lot of it sometimes is just like creeping on social media. Like, we'll just be like, all right, what is this person lifting? Okay. Do they look fast? Like, what can we do? And then we'll talk to them. Um, but some of it's like, I, like players will know someone like, Hey, I, I've seen this person at my gym or this person's a weightlifter or whatever. Um, and sometimes it's tricky because we get like people that can be really, really good at CrossFit, but they get suck at grid and the other way around. So it's like, cause we have, um, we call him Ninja. One of our, our teammates, um, his name's Chris, and he is one of the craziest gymnastics guys ever, right? But he hates CrossFit because he's a lighter guy and he's like, I'll never be lifting heavy weights. Mm -hmm. So grid is perfect for him because he's one of the fastest at what he does in the league. Um, and that's just his niche, you know, because grid, we have specialties. You don't have to be good at everything. You get to show off of the things you're good at and just do that. Um, so that we did have a, a couple instances where people like, Hey, I want to play grid. I'm really good at CrossFit. And we're like, all right, let's try it out. And it just didn't work because they were just so CrossFit minded yeah. and not fast twitch. It's CrossFit. It seems boring when you watch grid. That's, that's the separator thing. It's, it seems really slow. Um, so there's a couple of different ways, you know, we find people.
Mm -hmm. And uh, you picked up Hannah Hardy, who was supposed to be the co-host of the show. So how, how did you guys, how did, how did you guys like meet up? Well, um, that was a, I, I didn't even know this happened. Um, I mean, I was obviously excited to happen because she's a beast. Um, Hannah goes to the same gym as our, as the other owner, as uh, my coach, Chris. So they were just kind of talking about grid, like, Hey, how are things going? Talking about like, you know, if her friends were doing it and this and that. And, um, she just kind of called up her, her coach of the, she was playing on a, di a different, another team. Mm -hmm. And she kind of came over to Chris and was like, yeah, um, if you guys have a spot, you know, I want to play for you guys. And, and Chris was like, okay, like it, that just kind of happened. So I, I, I know there's more details in there that I don't, I don't know about, but, um, yeah, it was just kind of a, a better, I mean, we're more local for her. Um, we have a couple other people from her gym on our team. So I think it was a, an easier, um, transition as far as coming to practices and, and being around the people that, that she knows. Um, so that's always easier when it's in your backyard for seven, because some people travel from all over the place, you know, we got yeah. people from, um, and, and that's always a lot harder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, what are, what have been the, the ups and downs of you being a co-owner of a grid team? So I think I figured that out. Well, the first last year when I was a co-owner for the first time, I didn't realize how much went into all this. Like it was such a learning curve. I was like, let's do that. Like, oh my, this is something you have to stress about. Like you have to organize this. Like, so there's just so much of the inner workings. Um, and I think part of the adjustment was like explaining things to my team um, that, cause I see it from both sides, right. From the player aspect and the co-owner aspect. So it's like some things that like my teammates might get frustrated with. I have to be like, I understand where you're coming from, but like, this is why this is happening or, or like, this is why we have to do it this way because of this. And there's just so many like running pieces in the background that you don't realize it unless you're on like the owner calls and in the background of everything. Um, so trying to balance those two things, I think has been challenging, but also like helps me understand the sport even more. Um, but I think this year, um, it was just hard, like focusing on sponsorships for the team. Um, cause usually it's pretty easy to do it for myself because I have some contacts or people that have supported me in the past. Um, uh, but my main focus this year was finding one for uh, finding a bunch of ones for our team. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and that's always, it's always like, it could be a fun opportunity, but also kind of a sticky opportunity to try to explain like, Hey, come give us some money so we can play sports and we'll advertise a business. You know? So I mean, it's <laughs> a little bit more grateful than that, but, uh, that's always probably a tricky part to kind of navigate in the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. And obviously you have multiple personalities throughout the team. So, I mean, I mean, I've seen it playing college sports and like, you know, you know, adult sports and stuff like that. Like you have people that like think they should be like a starter, but they really don't have the, the stuff to be a starter. So how do you, how do you kind of handle that with people? Yeah. We've had like a, a interesting evolution over the past six seasons. So, and I really like where our team is now. Like the first couple of seasons, we, I mean, we were a hot mess. Like we were, uh, we called ourselves the misfits because we were a bunch of individuals on a team. And it was, we got, we were undefeated for a couple of seasons. We just got away on pure talent, but mm. now the teams are getting better and figuring things out that didn't, we, we, we couldn't operate the way we were anymore. So we had to go more towards finding people who are more team minded. Um, and every once in a while, you'll still get like those new people that are just so like doe eyed and excited. They're like, I can do this. I can do everything. I can do this, this, and this. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> it's not a process. I know you can do everything, but can you do it in this situation at a thousand percent speed? with this and that and they're like oh okay so normally it like once they kind of understand the differences mm -hmm. they kind of tone it down a little bit um but i mean at this point like we're all adults and you have to be realize like not everybody's gonna play every race not everybody's gonna play the same amount and if you don't like it then that's that's just maybe you shouldn't play yeah um, the, the door so, the door's right here so yeah I mean, 
But like, and, and we, like I said, we haven't had many issues with that kind of stuff. And because um, we can kind of, even just by seeing people at our tryouts, we can get a feel for like their personalities and like if they're willing to learn and be coachable. Everyone, everyone's pretty much coachable. And you know, you've talked to people and it's, you know, gotten a lot, gotten a lot easier, pretty much like managing all these people. Yeah. And, and how many, how many people do you have on like a team? At once. So you can, have, you can have up to um, 18, you can have up to nine guys and nine girls. Okay. So up to a team, you don't have to have that many, but you need at least uh, like there's five guy, five girl starters on each um, for each match. For each team, you have nine, nine females, nine males. And you, what was the, like the minimum you could have on a team? Like at, during a competition? Well, if, if any team has, um, they get to six or less on each side, you can then there's a, like a thing called a mid season signing where it's like, oh crap, we need another person that can sign somebody. But you want, I mean, generally people usually have at least seven, eight guys and girls on each side. Okay. All right. All right. And, um, has the season started already for like this season? Not yet. We kick off the season on um, 4th of July weekend at the UBU expo. Okay. Okay, cool. So what, what are your, what's your expectations for this year? So we actually have a scrimmage on Saturday, um, like two days from now. So that'll be a really good tell of how well we work together. Cause like we've been practicing and stuff, but it's always different than a little bit more higher pressure situation. Um, but I really think our rookies are really hungry to kind of show what they can do. Um, and like, cause everybody wants to prove that they're the best, right? Everybody wants to fight for their spot. Yeah. Um, so we have some really interesting, um, I don't want to give anything away, but we have one player who I think can do something that we've never seen before, actually two things. And I'm really excited about that. Um, and then we have another one who just adapts to everywhere. We're like, can you do this? And he's like, I don't know. I'll try it. And then he did it. We're like, all right, you're doing that. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah. So, um, there's a couple cool things that I've seen so far that makes me really excited. Um, I mean, I think we're going to hold our own. Like we've been a, we've been a really competitive team, I think every single season. Um, so it's, it's always nice to see kind of with the new people, if we can keep that up or like where, where we have to make changes and stuff like that. Yeah. And you have the fittest CrossFit athlete in North America, the 23rd fittest athlete in North America, Hannah Hardy. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. I'm excited about, about her being on the team too. Cause like she's strong. I mean, she can do everything. So it's always good to have, you know, and she, and she likes burpees which no one else except for me likes burpee box jump overs and she loves them. So that's, that's always a, one of the elements in the triad. There's like 20 burpee box jump overs at the end and it just crushes people's souls. And I love it. Um, so now she'll get to do it with me and it'll be, it'll be good. Yeah. My, my thing is thrusters. I love doing thrusters. If I can, I, if anything from like squatting down and put it over my head, I'll hold it up there for like a long period of time. And maybe in six, six, it's like obviously longer distances, but I love just holding it and just, and just go. And so oh, just like yeah. suffer a little bit. So, yeah. uh, but, um, obviously like, you know, you've done, you know, you've co-owner of, of the Tampa Bay brigade and, you know, you're looking for a great season. And so, um, I kind of want to veer off to your other side project that you have. It's called uh grid kids. So how did, how did that come about? So actually, so Paul, there's another guy, Paul, he, kind of started it a few years ago and because he works with kids as well he has like kids crossfit and stuff like that he's over in miami area and um i kind of got more into it a few years ago because they were starting to grow and they they wanted to build a, a kids version off of the adult league because we need like you know what better than like a farm team to kind of get some kids you know yeah, growing yeah. up with yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like with any sport you know it's like some kids don't like team sports but kids grit grit uh great kids is really cool because they're still they're doing individual things but in the team sport aspect and they get to shine in ways that maybe they can in crossfit and stuff like that um so in the past few seasons we've been growing he's had a couple um they had matches and stuff down or over in the south area the miami area because there's mm -hmm. the, the you know the different conferences um 
And then I started in the North last year. So I had a lot of teens that I would coach CrossFit in. So we got the teens and then the, the younger kids together and we kind of split them in half and they would, we, you know, they'd battle back and forth. Um, and I mean, it's just, it is the cutest thing. If you ever watch, you got to go to YouTube and watch it. Cause there's just one little boy. He's so little. And he like got so excited and ran up to the wrong barbell. And he was like, so excited to lift it. We're like, no, 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 go to this one. And he's just like, so excited to be on the floor, you know? Um, but yeah, they were just looking for an avenue for kids to be able to shine and show like their strengths and what they're good at. And to be able to also build the characteristics that you get from a team sport. So, and they, they watch the adults do it. So it's like, they look up to the adult league and they're like, I want to be like that girl. Um, especially with a lot of the, the younger girls, like they're always looking at, you know, Jay and myself, they're like, I want to be like that person. So it's just such a positive thing for them to see and to grow up to want to, you know, be like, be strong and fitness and be happy of what your body can do, you know? Yeah. And, and what are, what's the age, what are the age groups that you have for the uh, grid kids? Um, it's eight to 15, but we're actually thinking about bringing it eight to 16. Cause we have a lot of teens that either played last year that are like bummed they can't play anymore. Or um, one of our newer teams have a lot of 16 year olds that could uh, join their, their team if we, if we can able to um, expand that. Okay. And, and then um, you, you kind of do like the same movements that you guys do in the pro league. So like, obviously with like the, you do the kipping chest to bar kind of muscle up thing, or like what, what are some of the movements that you do in the grid? Like they don't do with the grid kids. So we, it's, it's kind of nice because Paul does a lot. Of, he does most of the programming, pretty much all the programming. And then what we'll do is we'll modify it based on the kids that we have. So okay. not, it, there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of editing, which is really cool. Um, it's really flexible. So we have the opportunity to be like, okay, we have these kids. How can we adjust the programming around what their skill level? Like last year we had um, two older kids that were both ridiculously strong, right? So we had, um, their names were Aiden and Dylan. So we would always make them in the fourth quadrant and they looked forward to like, that was their thing, right? But if we didn't have two of them, we can't have a 135 pound barbell for a, mm -hmm. a five-year-old or you yep. know, eight-year-old. So we would adjust accordingly. Uh, but same thing is like, okay, we have a kid on each team that can do handstand walks. We're going to keep that in there and we're going to let them shine and do the handstand walks. Um, so there's a lot of the same movements. They do the, you know, all the body weight stuff. They'll do the pull-ups, the toes to bar, the rope climbs. Um, they don't do like back uprises or, or, or bring muscle-ups yet, but we have kids that can do bar muscle-ups. Um, uh, they did um, pull-overs, like where they flip over the bar. They can yeah, do yeah. that. Okay. Um, most of the, the weightlifting movements, I mean, it's all appropriate based on um, their skill and their age. Like the, the whole, the first priority is safety with the kids. Yeah. Um, and in the adult league too, but we always emphasize safety first with the kids. And then, and then concentrating on load and intensity and stuff like that. Okay, cool. And and then um, how do you how do you do like your your assessment for each kid for it's like you know like do you have like a ranking system of like or like a grade system like okay this kid's like a one that's like a really new new person to like a grade five to like this is like he can do this person can do everything like how how does it is there like a grading system that you guys have or like how does that work? So you mean like how do we determine who does what? No, like just like, you know, you'll have like a new person coming in. Like, how do you assess these okay, people gotcha, to get gotcha. to like certain steps? Gotcha. So we have, um, we had a kid's grid combine in both areas to kind of get in a feel for what the kids can do. And we put them through tests. They got just kind of like the, like the grid trials. They got to pick what tests they want to do based on the movements that they enjoy and the ones that they think they're good at. Um, and we wrote down all their times and stuff and made notes and everything. Um, but they have practices as well. So they're going to be having practice every week or a couple times a week or whatever the coaches want to do. And that way they can continue to assess like, okay, this is what this kid can do. Gotcha. Um, okay. And we don't, they give them like assignments. So it's like, okay, if you're going to be in the first quadrant of this race, show me that you can do this. Mm -hmm. If they can do it great, they get that assignment. If not, then they adjust it and, and you know, switch around accordingly. 
Okay, and and obviously you said they have matches. Like, so how many how many game how many scrimmages or games do they have like per season? So at least three. So they're gonna be we've we're arranging it to where every time we have a match, the kids will have a match. Okay, so, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. they're kind of like our intermission, like our, our our um our entertainment between things. You know what I mean? So it's really cool because like everybody last time when we were at um the UBU Expo, which is kind of like the Arnold. There's like 45,000 people that go there. Mm-hmm. They, the kids got to be in front of all these people and they're like, what is this? Like, this is such a cool thing. Um, so they get to feel like, you know, superstars for that, that, that moment that they're on the grid. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's almost like when like the halftime show, the kid, they bring like two, like for like football, they bring like the two, yeah, two football yeah. teams and they do like a quick scrimmage and like all these kids are like looking around like, whoa, this is insane. What is happening? Yeah. yeah. That's real. That's awesome. So um, yeah. what, what are your future plans for grid kids? So this season we've, we're doubling the team. So before we just had a North and a South um, and we kind of like had them play against each other that way. So this, this year, our goal is, and it wasn't, is to create two more teams. So we, we have two in the North and two in the South. I think we're going to change it to the East and West though, because it makes more sense like geologically mm-hmm. um, with additional coaches and things like that. So that is our goal for this season and to, to see kind of how that goes and just always get more awareness about it. Um, and then hopefully just keep building on that as long as it keeps being successful as it is, because it's growing so much every time. Um, I mean, we obviously want to get to a point where we just need to keep having bigger teams or more or, or more teams so we can have more kids. Yeah. And speaking about growing, I, I forgot to ask this earlier. So I know I know the Florida Gridley's growing. With the, I've seen it on the social media, like their advertisements and stuff like that. So where, where do you see the Florida Gridley growing to? So, I mean, Mather is, he's the the head honcho, right? The commissioner. And he has like some crazy, awesome dreams for, I don't want to like give anything away, um, but he has some pretty big plans for grid league as a whole. Um, like his visions are seeing it in stadiums, you know, instead of, instead of a warehouse, like the warehouse, the way we play now is pretty nice. Um, but, you know, he wants, he wants bigger things and he wants a, a bigger stadium. He wants sold out arenas and stuff like that. So they have a plan in place that if we keep growing as we do, as we are, that it could get there. Um, yeah. you know, being on TV and all that kind of stuff. Cause we are looking to get a couple more adult, te- uh, adult teams this year. Um, uh, but it's kind of hard to, you either have to add like four or two or four, or, there's a way to do it because right now there's four in each division or mm-hmm. each conference. Yep. And if there is an odd number, then like playing each other gets weird because nobody plays around. So it's, there's a lot more into it. Like I was mentioned before that, that it's just crazy how much, how intricate it is. Um, so I think slowly but surely we're looking to add more teams each season and just continue to, to get into bigger places like ubu is huge you know what i mean we didn't have that before so to keep doing big events like that i think really helped yeah are they looking to move to different states too um i mean eventually i would i would assume so because we have a lot of players from out of states and there's always people that are like can you bring this to california can you bring this to so-and-so can you bring you know what i mean um and i think they started like a um east grid league up like in the new york pennsylvania area but i don't honestly i don't know if that ever got got traction yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but I know that is that's long term plan. It's like a you know, fran- I don't want to say franchise. It's not the right word, but you know, what I'm saying they're trying to branch it out as much as they can. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And speaking about social media, so you have a, a quite a big following on social media, especially on Instagram. So, how how did that come about? And like, obviously, like I've I've seen your reels and all that kind of stuff, and like you 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 kill it on you kill it on Instagram. So, um, how do how do you especially as a fitness influencer, like how do you get your Instagram to grow to, you know, where it is right now? 
honestly, I have no freaking idea because when I think I figured it out, it like, it, it, it's like, it's broken. I don't know. Like it's, and it goes in waves. It's, it's sometimes I notice, and I try not to pay too much attention to it because like, I always say like Instagram is stupid, but it's like a necessary evil. Um, but, um, obviously I enjoy doing it cause I use it, you know, but there's sometimes where I feel like I grow really quickly and I have no idea why. And then there's other times mm. I'm like, Oh, this is going to be a great one. And then it's not, and I'm like, I don't understand anything. So, but <laughs> Um, I do notice like when, when great will post stuff that I've done, um, I'll tend to get a lot of followers from that or, um, usually the stuff that I think is going to suck. That's the stuff that like gets me a lot of followers. Like I, I, I have no idea. I don't understand the algorithms. I don't understand anything. I just, all I know is I just try to be like myself and post like my daily stuff of like what I'm doing and just hope it comes off as genuine. And I think that's what people enjoy. Like I've gotten a lot of comments, like, I appreciate that you're real, that you're not mm-hmm. like, you know, the typical influencer or whatever. I hate that word. Um, and stuff like that. <laughs> I, just, I try to be genuinely me, and I think that connects with people. Yeah, very cool. And I, I, the one, one, one uh, Instagram post I saw that I was like pretty, la- I was laughing about is when the I, I think you were doing the open or something like that, where the clock was running, and you're in the person behind you that was filming you was like yelling at you about the about yeah. the clock not starting. So yeah. how how did that happen? Can you, can you just tell tell the backstory about that? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, it became a joke. Like on one of my other teams, like something always goes wrong with online qualifiers, like whether my camera dies or it stops or like the clock doesn't work or something. So that particular instance, um, I had, I had two cameras and like three clocks. Right. And my cameras both had like wad, uh, that wad proof. So like they had clock cause I'm like, I'm not doing this again. So if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah. So I had my friend Marissa on one clock and phone and my friend Tomas on the other one. And then I was going to do the main one, right? So I could see what I was doing. And I gave them this big spiel about like, all right, I'm going to say three, two, one, then we all do it, right? And I made sure that they knew what like three, two, go. And like, I said it like four times. So they were ready and I turned and I just hit the clock and they're like, wait, you didn't give us the spiel that you just lectured us on four times. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, yep, yep. Let's try it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a kick. I got a kick. But it's just, yeah. Yeah, I got to kick it. I thought it was pretty funny too. So I was like, so I, I was like looking through like the, at my lunch break, and I'm sitting there like, oh, that's that's pretty good. I mean, I could I could definitely see that happening to like other people too. Like, oh, stop everything! Wait, wait, wait! Gotta do it again. Oh, shit. <laughs> There's just so much to remember with all that stuff, and it's just like, oh my god, I just want to get it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, you you stay pretty consistent with your posts too. Do you do do you post every day or like what's the what are the time frames that you do? Yeah, I, I typically post every day because I'm, I'm usually, I mean, I work out enough days a week where I usually have something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I typically try to do it in the morning. I don't know if that's like the best time, probably not. But I, like I said, I don't pay attention to a lot of that stuff. Uh, but I just try to get it out of the way. So I'm not, because when I come home from um, coaching in the gym and stuff, I like to focus. I work from home a lot. So I like to focus on my business when I come home and not really worry about yeah. that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I usually post every morning, either like when I wake up while I'm eating breakfast or, um, or like before I start working out. Okay. And man, like, obviously you don't do like the same lifts. Cause obviously all my, all my Instagram posts are made like snatches and cleaning jerks. Cause like, I don't want to, I don't want to bother anybody else. I'm like, Hey, can you film this? And like, I just, I, I know. and it's like, I, I just, I'll just leave everybody alone or like whatever. So I'll just do this. And my wife's like, you're posting the same shit every single day. Like just, you just <laughs> stop it. And I'm like, I know, but like, I just don't want to bother people or like do something and like, you know, get people on the image or whatnot. Cause I, I, I train at a global gym that has bumper plates. And so like all my lifting is like, is there. So yeah. it's, it's like, what, what should I do? So if you, what would you tell like a new, a kind of newbie with like the fitness space, like what, what to do for their, their Instagram? Yeah. 
So, I mean, personally, I try and I, I try not to let it like run my day, but sometimes I, I just get distracted. But I have like this fancy, like this giant tripod that I just got. I, I was like stepping up my tripod game because I broke my other one. Um, and honestly, I just tend to record things and half the stuff is like boring and crap and I won't use it. But sometimes I'll end up like doing something stupid, like dropping a bar behind me on the blocks and then it falls all over the place. So I'm like, I could post that. That's funny. Okay. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. Dumb stuff just tends to happen to me, I think. So it works out really well. Um but I'll usually look at my workouts, like what I'm doing. I'm like, all right, is anything like worth posting like that I haven't posted in a while or something that might be fun to watch? Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll generally just kind of keep it in the back of my head, but I, I, I just kind of wing it. Honestly, I'll just mm -hmm. try to record what I can. If I can't, I can't. And then maybe I'll post something like an old picture or something. Um, but I, I generally try to just record whatever and then see what sticks. Yeah. And, and do you, are you just doing straight reels right now? Or are you just doing like pictures or are you doing like the whole everything? mostly reels um because i used to just do videos um uh, I, I don't do a lot of pictures because like a i don't i don't have a lot of good pictures my face is usually doing something terrible and i yep, same just, here same here it's yep. bad it's real real bad it's, it's yeah um so I, I and it's not to me it's not as personal i can't get like my story out there as much i don't i don't do the whole like irrelevant caption pictures you know like a lot of people do um but yeah i used to just post like the videos like with the, the normal videos but now that's not cool anymore because you have to post reels yeah. um but i was told about that bonus you know that the reels bonus thing no okay so here's a, it's a thing not everybody has it i guess but it's called bonuses and you get paid for posting reel oh so, okay like, okay okay i'll try it and like the first three days i made like a hundred bucks and i'm like what like this is the coolest thing ever i was like i'm gonna make like a thousand bucks a month just from doing stuff that i'm gonna do anyway and then all of a sudden it like dropped off to like a dollar a day. And I was like, oh, okay, that sounds more right. Like, I guess they're still trying to figure out the bugs or something. Cause I'm like, I knew that was too easy. That was way too good to be true. Um, <laughs> but I mean, reels now are like, they're, they're pushing reels. Everybody's talking about reels. And honestly, I think it's a little bit more entertaining, entertaining. Cause I don't have to post like, I feel like people's attention spans are just getting shorter and shorter. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I can't even post a video of like my actual whole workout now because people like, if it's more than three reps, they don't want to watch it, you know? So I'll try to like cut and paste things. And like, I, I'm not too like tech savvy. Like some people will do like crazy, like transitions and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, I only have so much patience of that kind of stuff. So I, I have a couple of different apps that I'll use, but sometimes I get crazy, but most of the time I'm just like, I don't want to put that much effort into it. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. And um, you also have a YouTube channel too. Kind of. Yeah. I don't, I don't do a whole lot with it, but it's mainly for my business. Yeah. Because people, um, I suck at cooking. I'm a nutrition coach, but I'm not a chef and I always mess things up. Like I try really, really hard, but something always goes wrong and I make a video out of it and people are just like, you have to cook more food because it's hilarious. And I'm like, it just takes, <laughs> so long to like edit it and, and put it together and oh my god it's it's a lot of work it's yeah. a lot of work yeah try try doing try anything podcasts like that's yeah, i don't know how you do it i it's it's i i like to well, the way i do it sometimes i like to edit stuff on the fly just like whatever if whoever's if there's a mix up or if there's like a pause like obviously i'll cut the pause out but just getting the exact point of like where that pause is and oh, like god. it's to, like, like make notes yeah yeah, it's like okay, and then like I even even with like doing the YouTube, uh, putting it putting like the video on the YouTube, it's just like okay, I need to figure out like where it is. I'll pause it, and then like the area where it pauses just like goes away, and I'm sitting there like, okay, all right, I have to do it over again. It's just like yeah, it's yeah. it's 
I, I, I love it, but there's sometimes it's painful. So it, that's a great way. Yeah. Yep. And I just recently only started doing it on my computer. Like I do it all on my phone. Oof. Oh, crap, man. Oh. I know. I know. I'm just like super anti. Yes, I know. I'm an idiot. I get it. I know. But now it's way easier than I use my computer. I don't know, man. I'm just stuck in the stone age. I always said I didn't need an Instagram either. My friend's like, you got to do it. You can get free stuff. And I'm like, all right, fine. I, so. I have to, I have to admit you do get free stuff. My wife has about the same amount of followers that you do. So, but yeah, she's, she, she's, yeah, she's in the fitness space and like, I'm so glad we've gone on trips. We haven't paid for anything except for like gas and like, it's, yeah, yeah it's pretty, it's pretty cool. So, but, yeah. um, we're getting close to the end, but I do want to ask you, you have a tattoo on your leg mm -hmm. and I was trying to figure out like, what, what is that? What does that say? And what does that mean? So, you know, the band Hanson? Yes. <laughs> that saying, mm <laughs> Yep. That's where I'm going with this. So it's not that song. Although the guy I used to coach with at my old gym literally told people I was getting mm, Bob like spiraled around my leg and they believed him. But no, <laughs> it, um, it is the same band because I still love them and they still make music and they're my favorite. Um, and they have a they came up with a song called I Was Born. And I was I knew I wanted this type of tattoo, but I just didn't know what to put on it. And then I just I heard the song and I was like, that's what I'll use. And that, that was it. So, I mean, it just like, it kind of resonated with me a little bit and um, yeah, I thought it was a cool lyric to put on there. Fun okay. fact, though, I only wanted like the first part of the, of the, so the, I'll just tell you the lyric. The lyric is uh, my heart is a weapon and my mind's electric. I'll shock the world when you least expect it. Everybody's betting on the big guy, but don't underestimate the sting of the butterfly. So it kind of related to fitness. Like I'm always like underestimated stuff like that. And I'm going to like, you know, and I just wanted the second half of it. And the guy went to go put it on my leg. He's like, your leg's too big. We need more words. And I was like, okay. It's not going to go around your legs. We need, well, you're like, we need more words. It's like, okay. Here's the whole phrase. Awesome. That is, that is awesome. Um, very cool. So, um, obviously, so here are my final couple of questions I got for you. So, uh, do you have any goals for the rest of the year? It could be like personal business or like whatever, whatever you got, like, what, what are you, what are you thinking you want to, you know, hit by the end of the year? So um, it's kind of funny you ask that because I they feel like they've been kind of up and down based on like, cause I'm 36, right? I want to have like a family at some point. So I have to start thinking about that of like where I'm going to insert that into like my fitness life. Mm -hmm. So um, eventually that's going to happen. So, but I want to get back. So last year I went to legends masters championship. You know what that is in California. So I really yep. want to get back there again. Um, and I would, I, I placed, I think seventh last fifth, seventh last year. Um, so I would like to do even better. I mean, obviously podium is always on everybody's minds. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, it was such a cool experience and I just, I really like the way it was ran and I, I want to qualify for that again. Um, and do that again. So that would be, that's obviously one of my goals for this year. Um, now that grid is starting up again, that's in the forefront. And I want to, yep. we want to take the North back again, because we were the North champs for so long um, and we lost that. So I want to, I want to take that back as well. And then obviously go to the championship and win that too. That'd be nice. So mm -hmm. um, those are probably my two biggest things. And then um, just continuing to grow with my business. Like I don't have like a metric for it, but I can tell each year, like how many clients I have and how, you know, how many referrals I get and stuff like that. So I just want to continue to enjoy it and have it not feel like a job and just keep having, you know, as much fun with it as I'm having. Yeah. And find the new supplement you can put in your belly button and put a tape over it. Yeah. Right. And put a little stick in there and like, yeah, man, <laughs> million dollars. I don't got to work anymore. <laughs> um, what is your favorite book you like to reread? This is going to sound super demonic. Okay. I'm going to tell you my favorite book that I ever read. Okay. And it was, it was in high school. 
it was the clockwork orange okay you know what okay yeah, that yeah. very weird creepy book okay very very weird but i the reason i picked it was because it had the name the word orange in the title and that's been like my favorite color since i was in like ninth grade mm-hmm. um but the reason i liked it so much was because it had like a different language in it and you had i would always make notes on the side of the book like like viddy meant to see and like i would constantly be going back and forth and it was just like a cool challenge for me to like remember what the language he was using in the book and i got like i got i felt oh, i always felt good when i didn't have to refer back to my notes Okay. And like, so I don't like reread that book over and over again, but like that always sticks in my head as like one of my favorite books because it's like, it's a really weird book forewarning. If you've never read it, it's, it's real weird. Um, but it was such a cool thing, like a puzzle for me to do as I was reading. So, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I've never, I've always, I always get people to say like, you know, they have like, you know, self-improvement books or like, yeah. you know, some like crazy <laughs> fiction book, but like, I've never heard of Clockwork Orange. So that, that, yeah, that's, that's definitely a first of the show. <laughs> and people are like, really? I'm like, I know it's a really weird book. I didn't know it at the time. I picked it because of the name of the book. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So um, what what is in your gym bag? Oh God. It's like exploded right now because I have a locker. So all of the insides are on the outsides, but there's so much. I have two pairs of shoes. So I have my shoes, my lifters, which I never use. My belt, my wadden duns, my other grips, um, bands that I broke. Um, I had crossover symmetry in there, but I think I put it back in my house. Um, I have knee sleeves. I have, I have like random like wipies that I think I got like for free. I just stick them in there, and I'm like, these aren't probably good anymore, but I keep them for whatever reason. Um, there's some deodorant in there. Um, I have a watch that I broke is in there, and I'm pretty sure I have headphones in there. And a jump rope. Yeah. All right. All right. That works. That works. <laughs> All right. Now, now I'm going a little deep on this question. So let's just say this is your last day on earth and you know, you got a bunch of people around you. How do you want people to know you as? Well, oh, um, I want them to know me as someone who like, Oh, they always felt like comfortable and accepted around and someone who like they could be comfortable and be themselves and that I would always make them feel happy and like have a solid dad joke in my back pocket but like um just somebody they can be enjoy like have it like have fun around and, and you know enjoy the my presence okay okay I love it I, I, I'm a big dad joke guy too I have two kids so I in, instantly right when I became a dad I was like okay dad jokes are in so okay do you want to hear my favorite one yes yes please okay. do okay why was the hot pepper so annoying why because he was jalapeno face. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, when I was working at the children's hospital too, before I, I, when I was like talking to kids, I would say like most randomest dad jokes and like they wouldn't get it, but like the parents would start laughing. I'm like, okay, at, at least I got the parents. So I'm happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right. So, um, where can people reach out to you if they have any questions about grid league, you know, your, your, you know, your, your nutrition company, pretty much great kids, like pretty much anything. Um, probably Instagram. I have Facebook too, but I don't really use it that much. Uh, but you can find me on Instagram. My personal was one is, um, it's the gym underscore not a runway or at my business one, it's OPB nutrition. Um, and then same thing for uh, grid stuff. You can message me on my personal one as well. Okay. Well, well, Jess, thank you very much for coming on my show. I really do okay. appreciate you know, learning about you and, you know, such a cool individual. And so I'm glad I got the chance to talk to you and we, we've gone over an hour. So it's crazy. Yeah. Right. It went by fast. I was like, holy crap. It's nine 30. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like getting close to like, like three fourths of the questions. I'm like, holy cow. I got like 15 minutes left. 
<laughs> so well, well thank you very much for doing this and I, I do appreciate it and I would love to have you back on especially at, like you know hopefully get Hannah on as being the co-host and kind of talk about the grid league in the season yeah definitely that'd be fun all right awesome have a good one thanks you too bye